Hello, welcome in. Happy Monday morning to all out there. This is the PHLY Phillies podcast. Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli hanging out with you. And happy start of the MLB hot stove officially. The Major League Baseball season begins five days after the conclusion of the World Series. That marks today. That means... The Phillies could theoretically go sign Shoei Otani right now and just splash the market and blow everybody's minds. Uh, I don't think any of us are uh, optimistic that's going to happen, but you could do it uh, theoretically. So happy hot stove to everybody out there, to all that celebrate. Will, and there is no Tyler, there is only Zuli first in the chat today. Love it. What up? Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. Uh, Renee, you are donning the Kelly Green today as it is a victory Monday. Uh, you know, even though we cover the Phillies, guess what? We still love the birds. And uh, I got to do the pre and post game. I saw you were watching the game yesterday with some Cowboys fans. Oh, okay. You didn't have yeah. to have all the great things from watching the game tense, yesterday. Tense viewing situation <laughs> yesterday. It, you know what? I don't mind the heat and I'm okay with watching games, getting into some back and forth, jawing about, you know, defending my teams. And that's what it exactly was yesterday, dealing with some Cowboys fans that are unfortunately, Oof. I've got relatives, i got mm. close friends that are Cowboys fans, no, no. you know, and it really comes to a head days like yesterday. But uh, that Sunday night, that Sunday primetime game, because it should have been a night game, was fantastic to watch. Yeah, it was um, a good it's, game. It's, it was a good weekend, too. I mean, the Sixers win, the Eagles win. We each got to be on the respective shows for Sixers and Eagles Yeah, you weekend, did some Sixers work this weekend. It was a fun one this weekend. We Weird we one o'clock Saturday game. I know. But I, but I loved it because it gave us like a full 24-hour window to start preparing for the Eagles. So it was like Sixers going and win. We had the post-game show. Now we're done. Now we can look ahead to the, to the Eagles. And so, yeah, welcome in, you guys. Hit that like button. Make sure you're joining the chat. Give your hellos. Happy Monday. Michaela, welcome to the chat also. Trevor's here. I know you guys are jumping right in because it is free agency Yeah, I already time. see Blake Snell and Aaron oh, Nola yeah. talk here in the chat. <laughs> Uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, so, you know, this week, today's kind of about looking at some of the team finances, you know, declining options, who's arbitration eligible, just getting our head generally around kind of, you know, some of the money that the Phillies are going to be able to have to spend here, uh, and where they might be looking to spend it. Uh, the rest of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I think we're going to come up with a top five realistic targets yeah. for each position group each day of the week. And we'll dive into the nitty gritty of some people. Uh, out there you know Blake Snell is clearly the top I would assume the top pitcher on the market because of his Cy Young uh, season um, and we'll talk about that Aaron Nola is you know kind of I think priority number one for this team um, you know, there is no Tyler. There is only Zuli says reports are saying goodbye to Nola and pursuing Snell instead. I have not personally seen that. If the, you can comment with who had that rumor, yeah. uh, there is no Tyler, only Zuli. Uh, I'd love to um, kind of suss out because, you know, this is the time of the year and we'll get into uh, Bryce Harper and Scott Boris's, uh, you know, comments from last week and how it affects the Phillies offseason but this is the time of the year where agents leak stuff and play mm -hmm. the games through the media 
Uh, and Tyler and I were just looking at like Alec Bohm, who's entering year one of arbitration. Now, Scott Boris could go, hey, uh, Dave, uh, why don't you give my, my third baseman, your third baseman there, uh, why don't you give him that four or five year deal now and let's just avoid arbitration altogether. It yeah. might do you well when it comes to renegotiating Bryce Harper or uh, Nola is not Boris, right, Tyler? I don't believe he is. I'll have to double check um, that, but I don't no, think he is. Don't think but like so those either. are the games agents play this time of the year. Hey, why don't you take a look at my client now and I'll pull some strings with you down the line for other people. Yeah. Um, so not to say you can't believe everything you see right now going on in the rumor mill, but agents, <laughs> they, they play their game pretty well. And there's going to be a lot of reports going on. Well, out. agents are also looking forward to this week to start oh, just yeah. like we are, because it's as you mentioned, it's, it's payday, <laughs> it's business time. This is where they make their most money. They're out. You know, a lot of them happen to be in uh, Arizona and the Scottsdale area together, having these conversations. I, I was like reading, following all the different yeah, agent the Arizona fall ball all-star yeah, game. So a lot of them are out there. Right. And now you're having those conversations over dinner over drinks mm -hmm. over like let's go grab lunch and chat and it is absolutely a business and i know i've talked to many um that have just been on the other side of whether as media or agents and they talk a lot about you know this is the time you're having those conversations a little bit more publicly so that people can see oh wait a minute who is who is boris talking to oh no is, is that boris you know, with the cubs is, owners exactly. over there so getting you, start rib to, you have to play the the long game because it's all about getting your clients the best possible deal and I know in, in the chat, uh, there is no Tyler. There's only Zuli was talking about, and that's a mouthful there. But okay, we still love it. <laughs> it talking about up. the uh, the report that just came out. Yeah, that was just yesterday that it was reported by Cade Kistner, um, and was going back huh? to Sports Illustrated talking about the Phillies mm. will reportedly turn to Snell rather than retain Nola in free agency. Um, so, I don't know I this. Don't, this yeah. Fella. So I can uh, <laughs> not quite sure where that information's coming from, but it would, it would, uh, I don't see any. It says according uh, according to USA Today, many executives believe that the Phillies will let Nola walk and pivot towards San Diego Padres starter Blake Snell. Um, and then there is there are some quotes there. Um, They're so both it, exactly so it's like 30 quoting, years old. It's quoting some other article so this one is now quoting bob nightingale of usa today that phillies owner john middleton one of the most aggressive owners in the game wants to make sure it doesn't happen again and will hit the free agent market um yeah so i don't know i'm not quite sure they're they're talking there's more quotes there specifically talking about he won't he wouldn't mind bringing back starter nola but they were four years and about 100 million dollars apart in their negotiations last winter it's highly unlikely the gap will completely close so GMs are believing that the Phillies will let Nola walk, but this is the time of speculation. It's it's a time to wonder, like we're talking about, who is who's making a move? What move are they making? Uh, because there is absolutely the rumor mill going around, and it's different articles that are talking about it, but I haven't seen a quote or anything specific to lead me to believe easily one way or the other. Yeah, but look, Christy, Blake. welcome. Tyreek, welcome. Ash, nice to have you here. Let us know in the chat what you think as we're breaking this down, reading it right now. Um, I don't know, Jamie. I'm not the most sold that this is a definitive decision that the Phillies are are moving away from NOLA because it's just reports, as we know, versus anything that seems very concrete. Yeah, look, Blake Snell would be a mighty fine option. <laughs> you know, he's, he's probably the top pitcher on the market, and NOLA... Um, 
right behind him over, you know, if you, when you look at Blake Snell's career, he came up with the Rays. Um, they, you know, typically have a great farm system. Uh, he had 21 wins back in 2018 with a 1.89 ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, he finished this year with a 2.25 out in San Diego, 3.3 the year before, 4.20 the year before that, 3.2, 4.29. He's a career 3.2 ERA guy. Uh, he's going to get his money. Yeah. What will be interesting to me is uh, if Nola and Snell get in the same general ballpark of money, which avenue they choose to go with, uh, because I don't think there's any doubt a top-of-the-line pitcher is going to be their number one want and need because Tyler and I talked about this real briefly this morning. It was like, if you're not able to secure uh, one of those two guys – yeah, look, I'm all Yamamoto'd up, as Kevin Mooney in the chat says. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen the kid pitch, but the stuff I read on him sounds phenomenal. Um, but, like, if you don't get that number two pitcher, it really changes everything. So I, so I do believe it's their number one priority as an organization, whether it be Snell or Yamamoto or Nola. Mm-hmm. I do think one of those three is going to be in a Phillies uniform next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the time when you look at free agency, there's a lot of you know, different components that are in play here. One is you have to, of course, know like what you're looking for, what you need. You're not just going out. It's like you're shopping. You have a little, a nice list of what your needs are, the priorities. You're, you're working through that instead of just grabbing the flashiest players and the best players in the free agency market. But then financially has to, you know, that has to be a part of it too. There's reports coming out that Yamamoto is looking and possibly will get a seven-year deal that exceeds $200 million. You have to also play in a part, what can we actually afford? You know, everybody would love to go out and spend all the money in the world, but don't want to be the Padres over here and cash and checks that you can't, your, your bank can't really uh, support. So you want to make sure you're also financially able to do it. And I, I know you guys are talking about Yamamoto in the chat, Kevin Mooney. Everybody's got an eye on Yamamoto. I mean, the performances that we've seen had 14 strikeouts and issue a walk in, in the last outing that he played. He's hands down one of the highest prospects and has been rated as the number two free agent right now for a reason. So it's now a matter of, okay, if it's if it's not Nola, if it's not Snell, is it Yamamoto? What you know, what what does that look like? But then also I always go back to I know we talked about this before, Jamie, with Aaron Nola. Who's the best fit for the team? Because just like the Mike Trout conversation that's happened and Otani, there are a lot of great players. That doesn't mean they're great for your organization. And you want to make sure it's going to be a guy that can fit well. And Nola has been one that truly is Philly all the way through. If you're, if you're not bringing him back, who do you think is that guy that's going to be able to come into this organization and really fit in perfectly with what's needed? Yeah. um, Those are the questions. You know, I'm sure um, uh, the guy they hired from the Rays was probably there in the front office when Snell was in the system. Yeah. So they probably have a pretty good uh, understanding of who he is. Um, You know, I I don't I don't think that's going to like rule their day um, because I think the core of that locker room is good enough where one pitcher isn't going to throw off the ecosystem. Um, so yeah, I mean, you want to take that into consideration. You do have a great culture going on, but I, but I don't think any of the three guys, um, would necessarily put any red flags up. Yamamoto is a kid, uh, and he's going to be new to the country and to the league. Mm -hmm. You would think there's a sense of humility there. Um, you know, coming over from Japan, he's a young kid. I think he's 23, 25. Oh, he's 25. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, he's an old head. Uh, (laughs) Um, now he's old. Yeah. (laughs) He was a young kid. Now he's an old head. That's a big two year gap right there. (laughs) 
is a big two-year gap. 25 is, is a much more mature age in, in your yeah. life at that point. Yeah, uh, the Yamamoto thing's interesting because they've never really gone over to Japan like this. Yeah. Um, so this is something new for them, and it's, and it's one of the things I do like about, uh, and we'll talk about Scott Kingery, um, this kind of new era of Phillies baseball is is interesting because they're trying things historically they've never done before. Uh, like Orion Kirkering yeah. this year, it was something they've never done before. Giving Scott Kingery that contract, although it blew up in your face, uh, before he had played, you know, like real major league games was something they'd never done before. Johan Rojas coming up mm -hmm. and kind of winning a job at such a young age and not being sent back down are things they've never really done before. So I like this kind of new outside the box. We'll kind of try anything to win yeah. mentality that the Phillies have. And if that means going to Japan, um, they were one of five or six teams scouting Yamamoto a lot this year. Um, so I definitely think he's in the mix. Blake Snell and Aaron Nola are going to have choice and they're going to have hand in this. So, you know, it's a two way street. The Phillies are going to have the money to spend. Uh, I would think, you know, Blake Snell, who came from a highly competitive Rays organization mm -hmm. now couldn't kind of get the job done in San Diego with their highly competitive, expensive roster, which we'll get into a little bit more. Um, I'm sure he wants to win. And if you're viewing the Phillies as a free agent, I, I would think if the money's there, it's a pretty damn cool play to place or place to play. Um, you know, you're gonna have a chance to win. You have mm -hmm. Citizens Bank Park, uh, and you have superstars in the lineup all over the place. So, uh, you know, there's a really good chance they they get one of these three and and fairly easily. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great point. Um, I I think you have very unique different types of pitchers that you're looking at. Uh, Yamamoto, who's been obviously captivating the world, has been racking up the the honors, the accolades, um, Pacific League MVP, Sam Amoro Award, which is the Japan version of Cy Young Award. Oh, yeah. Um, Triple Crown. He just come, came off of a game. I, I'm just astonished at the uh, the numbers that Yamamoto is posting of like 130. I just lost it in my notes. There we go. 138 pitches. And across those nine innings, just gave up nine hits, one run, 14 strikeouts, as I mentioned before. And then on the other side, you have, you know, when you're looking at Snell, you've seen the progression. You see, you saw Snell have a one and six start with over a five ERA, a five, four ERA, nine starts earlier in the season and turn things around and be able to go 13-3 with a one 20 ERA in the final 23 starts. He is a Cy Young winner. You know, these are guys that, like you talk about, you can't really go wrong with any of them. But I know somebody was saying, uh, Trevor, actually, which of these three pitchers you're saying in the chat, blink first and sign? Do you think Nola will wait uh, till the market is set by the other two? Or can the Phillies realistically get him to, the set, to set the market? That's the other part was talk about the long game. It's kind of like who makes the first move? Because with every move that's made, the money typically Oh, is, yeah. is adjusted off of that. So you don't want to jump. It's also like the dating world. You don't want to jump at the first offer. You want to kind of pick and choose and wait and have some choices because these guys get to, like we talked about before the show, these are, these guys also get to have a say. But what if the first offer like really gets you and makes you laugh and can cook and clean right. and does it all? Like, don't you just kind of jump? Part. And there's and always, the Phillies there's might be always, able to cook and clean <laughs> and do all these things. Maybe they're exceptional laundry people. There's always something quote unquote better, but you're not always just chasing the better. You're trying to find the right fit. And like yeah. you talk about, that first dating prospect comes out and they can do, you know, they check a lot of boxes. When it's the one, you know. When you know, you know. Yeah. And so that is the tough part. It's like, when do you pull the trigger and 
put a, you know lock things down and make it yeah. official versus when you continue trying to play hardball and see if you can get something better. I yeah. don't know. It's it's a weird situation. You've got to also you got to I mean 31 year old Snell. You've got a 25 year old Yamamoto Nola. Yes, yeah, Snell and Nola are pretty much the same age. Right. So there's so no they're real in a similar kind there. of a ballpark and this is their big money opportunities you know like they've both made some money already but this is the one that you're going to cash in big time with uh so talking about the finances of the team uh there's a couple people coming off the books as of right now so they have about 46 million dollars opening up uh between aaron nola reese hoskins craig kimbrell and yes scott (laughs) Kingery. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Scott Kingery, to my knowledge, will be counted uh, $1 million against the books next year. So, whopping one more million dollars, mm-hmm. uh, but he did have a $13 million option for this year uh, that, according to Todd Zalecki and other reporters around baseball, um, this may shock you. Uh, the Phillies have declined to pick up that club option. Uh, oh, so, man. they are only on the books for $1 million. Scott Kingery is all but gone from your salary payroll. Ah, it's not my money, so it didn't really like kill me, but uh, he is gone. $13 million Ooh. you just kind of gained uh, by losing him. So $46 million comes off the books. We'll see what portion of that gets maybe reallocated uh, to either Nola or to Reese, uh, depending on who they bring back. So base, based on last year's models, the Phillies spent $237 million. Uh, it was a very high payroll, first time in the club history that they've gone into the competitive balance tax, basically, act. Uh, so working on the theory uh, that they spend a similar amount next year, uh, which I I think is fair because, you know, as Vince Pellegrini outside and I were talking about like real nerd stuff about them <laughs> and draft picks and willing to pay taxes there. Um, John Middleton and this new ownership group, uh, you, you, you do kind of wonder like how long is the black and mild money going to last for? <laughs> uh, but they did bring in the um, the the mortgage pavilion. Uh, what's the M&T mortgage? Yeah, they brought in a new owner last year. Uh, for a share so maybe there's been some more cash flow and maybe they're just ready to spend i'm not worried about their money because not my money yeah exactly go broke <laughs> running the phillies i hope you guys you know i mean i don't hope you well. go broke but like i hope you put that much money into the phillies where it's potentially an option live dangerously so based on that they could have roughly 57 and a half to 60 million dollars to Ooh. spend can i hold one i know seriously um just <laughs> Do you need help so theoretically, like that's kind of, uh, I'm not a, um, uh, this is my crack math. So, so bear with me here. Uh, I am not a team payroll specialist, but I did, I do like diving into salaries and payroll. So sure. they're roughly going to have about $60 million to spend, uh, you know, granted the pitcher is probably going to eat up between 25 and 30 million of that. If you go by like market value right now, Zach Wheeler's making 25, five this year, and he's probably a little underpaid. So if you're going to get a Snell or Nola, you're probably going to be looking at close to 30 a year. Yamamoto, you can probably get for slightly less. uh, But with him, you have to pay his club in Japan, a cool 25 million just to get him. So there's money to be spent and it'll be interesting to see how they spend it. Yeah, I'm uh I'm actually with with Tyler. Let me hold the dollar. I mean, all this talk Seriously. about about 
millions and millions of dollars. Ah, just 30 million here, 30 million there, 30 million everywhere, but here in my pockets, let me get a mill. <laughs> let me get a dollar. Nikki's saying just pitching, spend it on that end. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm like you them. talk about. The priority's got to be pitching for sure uh, because we definitely saw, and as we talked about last week, you can never have enough arms in the bullpen, and we saw that be an issue in the postseason where we were like, who's next? Yeah. Who, are you, who are you going to next? So, you know, I definitely hope that the Phillies continue to, uh, and, and they've done a good job with that, with John Nelson. They've all done a good job with managing this and understanding the priority is definitely pitching arms. But I do like to go back to what you said earlier, um, a couple of comments ago about trying something different. Yeah. You know, even on the financial side, we've seen the Phillies try something different. Last year's numbers, the the money that was spent, yeah, the first you have to tax. invest. You know, you have to take risks, whether it's, you know, expanding. I, I love the fact that we're even having conversations about Yamamoto, who's a Japanese pitcher that's been playing in a whole other league that you can have the opportunity to bring him in because that is something that for Major League Baseball specifically – you want to have more of those opportunities to have. Sure. Yeah, you can have guys that you're bringing up through the program. The young guys are working them up through AAA. And you kind of have those And now, then you always so have those, right? So and then now you spend, can also yeah. get the international guys that are maybe having crushing these fantastic numbers in their respective leagues that you can bring in. And it only just adds a little bit more flavor into the mix. So I love that the Phillies are trying something different. And I expect, you know, spend it all. Look, you are you are about one or two guys away from being yeah. a champion. So throw it all at the everything in the kitchen sink at it to see if you can land one of these pitchers that are free agents. And uh, I'm I'm all in on that. Yeah, Especially I, again, since it's not our money. Yeah, Send away. I, I want one of those top three. <laughs> That's my priority number those one. Those are definitely and, the, any of those three. I, you yeah, can't I'm go good wrong. with all three of them. To okay. be honest with you. Anybody um, out of that, I'm a little nervous because yeah. I don't once know. you get into like the sunny grays of the world yes. and like yes. and look, the Rangers got a bargain with Yavaldi and he, he came up huge for them in this postseason so it's not to say you can't do it but it certainly becomes uh, a little tougher to do yeah. so one of those three is definitely priority number one I think for all of us here Tyler do you agree with that pitcher priority number one definitely. hands down well yeah it, it has to be yeah. whether yeah. it's Nola or somebody else yeah. you can't just not fill a you major know, you can't fill 32 <laughs> yeah. stars yeah we all love ranger suarez how does he stack up against true twos around the league probably not nearly as well no. as he does against true true threes and then my second priority would be get two to three bullpen arms Bingo. i don't you know do you want to go out and get that shutdown closer dave dombrowski basically told you uh who is it haters the top one on the market uh yeah sure would i like hater that'd be cool but i also believe you have uh, alvarado who can do it uh sir anthony i think was trending in the right direction so if you go get like two or three more arms and pair them with you know a strom a hoffman and you know, maybe Brogdon or one of these kids steps up for you. You all of a sudden could have an elite bullpen. And as we saw in the playoffs, look, it wasn't really the pitching that let them down this year, uh, but you can never have enough bullpen arms. No, without I mean, Rob, doubt. Rob Thompson got 16 outs one game with them. So, like, yeah. you know, this you need bullpen arms to win titles. Yeah, and that's the thing. You need to have um, – players that when you need when you are in deep in the postseason and you have a lot of innings and a lot you know they're the wear and tear of the long season you don't have to have a situation where Craig Kimbrough's going in back-to-back -back games so I I would absolutely prioritize 
you know, a, a top pitcher, and then you're coming in with the bullpen as the next the next piece that you're looking to bring in a couple of guys. And hey, who knows what's going to happen as you talk about whether it's bringing in, in some new bullpen arms or it is some of these Brogdons or whoever else that you can talk about coming in to the bullpen. Yeah. But without Somebody's a doubt, it's got to be the because it does it does start there as we know. Like yes, we can always talk about and I've bullpen been the biggest I've been the biggest proponent and and advocate and frustration point of the hitting woes but the bullpen is it's a huge part of the game and we've seen that at times be a difference maker game three and game four of the nlcs so yeah without haters on the market i like i like hater as one of the closes on the market um there's some other names like a david robertson that yeah. you know i'm not really don't go that way you might as well him and craig can go we've, to the we've other already side. experienced david robertson yeah I'm good. let's not talk about david robertson so you know there's there's this, this is also the part that always scares me because i feel like and middleton's done a good job for the most part i feel like it's we all have an idea of here's the top starting pitchers we can look at here's the top bullpen arms it should be a simple straightforward thing but every once in a while you get those questionable free agency signings it's like whoa wait a minute so i'm yeah. hoping that's not the case this year i have faith yes yeah, so i have faith addressing a couple <laughs> questions in the comment section yes michael lorenzen was a true rental piece he is not signed Correct. here next year i do not believe you will see him in a phillies uniform greg mc and the reason we were talking about yamamoto is he officially got approval over the weekend to join major league baseball next year year uh so that's good uh Very liam exciting. Hendricks, Corey, yes he did opt out i believe he had a player option with the white Sox, uh and he came back early this year from uh skin cancer if i'm not mistaken uh and pitched pretty well when he did return i think he had an il stint uh but a really inspiring story anybody that can kick cancer's ass is a-okay in my oh, book yeah. uh and then greg mc in the chat brings up a good point and this is something i'd i'd really like to see uh as well um, you have to consider re-signing Zach Wheeler. Mm. He's in his last year of the deal, and do you want him to hit free agency next year? Um, congratulations, by the way, to Zach say, Wheeler yeah. for winning his first ever Gold Glove Woo! Award. Atta boy, Zach. Yes. Uh, I believe he becomes the fourth starting pitcher in Philly's history that to win a correct. gold glove. So con huge congrats to him. Well-deserved. Uh, we're kind of so spoiled by him. I didn't even no. like realize he was, you know, <laughs> one of the finalists. Um, but that's something you might want to consider, too, is potentially getting Wheeler on that two- or three-year deal. Um He's phenomenal. He's one of the best big game pitchers in baseball. And if that's on the table uh, to avoid him walking at the end of next year, mm -hmm. hell yeah, get it done. Yeah. I mean, the Gold Glove Awards came out. Two rookies won, one in, in the NL, one in the AL. Um, that was the third time in the awards history that multiple rookies have won, according to Elias Sports Bureau. Twice in 2020, uh, there were two award winners and in 2022 and 13 first-time winners zach wheeler of course being one of them that's the second most since the award was established back in 1957 and zach becomes the first for the phillies um since 1981 with steve carlton i mean it's it's an exciting time it's well deserved i do feel like we absolutely get a little bit spoiled by zach wheeler uh because we just kind of expect from Zach. But I do think it's like Greg is saying in the chat, please extend Wheeler and don't think twice. I absolutely agree. I mean, you need to not only make sure you're taking care of the logistics and business side with free agency, but you also need to lock in your guys. Zach Wheeler, Bryce Harper, we'll get into that, of course, as well, um, as that news continues to trickle out about his contract and what he wants. You have to make sure your best guys, your top guys, 
are happy mm-hmm. and are getting paid what they deserve, most importantly. When someone like Zach Wheeler goes and wins, um, of course, he gets a nice bump and pay through this but you go and you win the the gold glove award okay we need to make sure we're locking in on you because you do not want to have any possible chance of you know having your best guys unhappy uh yeah. mickey you're saying the foco bobble of wheeler is coming today well mickey's a yes. uh, a, a nut a bobblehead <laughs> collector so that's good work by you using foco well um, you know where else you can get bobbleheads right over at foco just like mickey durkin did if you're looking to get any sort of gear you want to represent zach wheeler the gold glove award winner or whichever other players you want to buy bobbleheads of order just like mickey durkin did and you can use that code phoy hopefully mickey i'm assuming used our code to get 10 percent off off. For those of you listening on podcast platforms, again, that is code PHLY. And if you're watching, it's a code right in the bottom corner of your screen. They've got apparel, merchandise, bobbleheads, collectibles, whatever it is you need to be able to have your favorite players around your house, around your studio, around your office. So uh, just like Mickey Durkin did, head over to FOCO and get a nice bobblehead of Zach Wheeler because he deserves you to buy all the bobbleheads of him after winning yeah. the gold glove. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we'll go through the list. We'll buzz through the NL winners uh, because Bryson Stott did not win, but the two guys in his category both did win. One is a second baseman, one is a utility. Uh, but I love MLB Hot Stove and Tech. Tus Kilgore in the comment section. Like these are the conversations I love. And I do think baseball lends to these types of conversations better uh, than most other sports because one, there's more trades Two, there's no salary cap. So it's kind of like the wild West and team constructions there are construction. There's a lot of ways to uh, skin a cat. I know I'm probably canceled by PETA for saying that, but that's what it is. Uh, I didn't create the saying. Um, would you <laughs> give up painter or able for, Dylan Cease from the White Sox. Uh, yes, hell yes, definitely yes. Proven commodity over over a prospect any day of the week. Uh, I'm a hundred percent in on that. The White Sox are kind of a mess, um, and you know Liam Hendricks and their bullpen might be leaving. Um, if Dylan Cease were to become available, uh, yes, hell yes. <laughs> Maybe not Painter. I'd like to pretend uh, protect him a little bit. But if Abel or McGarry can get you in the ballpark for somebody like a Dylan Cease, a young kid with years of control left that's shown a lot of potential and that's just in like a bad organization, hundred percent. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Tyler, would you blindly give up McGarry <laughs> or let's just say McGarry and Abel for Dylan Cease? Uh, yes. Uh, Cease had a bad year this yes. year. He had a seven re- and nine. I really, think. really, yeah, he struggled with command. Year, right? He really, really had a down year. Um, but I'm very high on Dylan Cease. I thought when he and Lucas Giolito were coming up through the ranks, especially, you know, once Giolito was traded from, you know, Washington, I thought that both of those guys were going to be at like a front end of the rotation, like top of the yeah. line dudes. And so does Chicago. The, I mean, the, listen, the White Sox are a dumpster fire right yeah, now. Like really everything are. that they have touched, it, you know, like the saying, like everything they touch turns to gold. Like whatever the inverse of that is, yeah. is what the White Sox. Uh, it, it, whatever they have it's touched it, has been aw- has been awful. <laughs> um, and, and like two years ago, we're looking at them like, wow, if they could get one more guy, they might be legit. Yeah. And now Jose Abreu is gone. Those uh, uh, Lucas Giolito is a mess. Dylan Cease apparently might be on the block. Like this team is a dumpster fire. Would I make the acquisition for, for Dylan Cease even after a bad year? Absolutely, I would. Yeah. Well, the other part of that is you talk about a bad year for Dylan Cease, that 4-5-8 ERA, 7-9 record. A, part of it is you're 
a good guy on a bad team. And so when you have the opportunity, the Phillies are in a great situation. Kind of like all Zach Wheeler this. was. Yeah, we all understand this. It's You don't have to be a deep dive or an expert to understand the fact that the Phillies also have some, you know, an extra pull for the fact they went to the World Series, they went to the NLCS, that a guy like Dylan Cease is looking for a team like this to be a part of, the team that you can have a playoff run in and you can be competing for championships. And on the other side, I know you talk about Painter, but you know this is where a guy like Andrew Painter is possibly someone you can dangle out there for a trade capital because obviously he's injured and you never fully know how a guy's going to come back off of injury. Yeah, but he could it's, come back like Henry Rowan Gardner. He could come back. A, That's the other gas. thing. You have no idea. He could come him. back and be great. He can come back and not be so great. But he's someone you can dangle out there as a trade prospect that a team that's you know, struggling might take and bring him in knowing let's recover, let's get him back, let's get him stronger. He could be potentially you know, a, a great fit in our for our pitching arms, whereas the Phillies are looking for someone right now. I know Tacitus Kilgore is saying, you agree, you do Painter and Rojas capitalize now. That's what it comes down to. You want to, what are those pieces you have? I know people were mentioning Castellanos and Marsh and Rojas. Those pieces you can dangle out there as, as trade yeah, it's, leverage. It's a two-year it's window. now or the now or later thing. Yeah, like everybody's kind of in their prime. Castellanos right. and Schwarber's contracts are coming to an end mm-hmm. soon. So is Wheeler's. Like, it's very much a two-year push your chips in and go get a title now and the other thing is, of a guy season, like is really Dylan, exciting. a guy like Dylan Z's, and I'm glad you brought this up in the chat uh, so we can even have this conversation. Oh, we're gonna go tacky down so kill, many tacky kill hot stove rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. this, but the thing year. I also keep in mind is how many times do we see athletes across all sports? Bradley Beal is the first one that comes to mind because the Sixers are playing the Wizards tonight that stay too long with the team, waiting, 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 thinking it's going to get better, and it never does. And by the time they finally make that move. They're injury prone. They're they're in the decline of their career. Not Bradley Beal specifically, but in general, decline of their career. A guy like Dylan Cease, we talked. You mentioned Zach Wheeler too. These are the guys you can capitalize up. They can be a plug and play. They'll be excited yeah. to be there. They'll be thrilled to be a part of a winning team. And for that reason alone, you want to take those gambles of making some of those moves. It is a win-now mode for sure, Greg. And, That's and what as, we're talking about, too. As Tyler points out, Cease did the lead the league in walks this year. He was sixth mm-hmm. um, Good point, the Tyler. year before. The control needs to find itself. Um, so, yeah, you know, like every like everything, there's going to be some risk involved with it. But if that kid can find his control and maybe Caleb Cotham is uh, able to unlock something yeah. with him, you know, that could be really exciting. And they do have kind of that extra outfielder that you don't really know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's Marsh or Rojas, you know, I'm not attached to life for either of them. I think Rojas's defense is something you want in your system. Uh, you know, do you believe he can improve his bat enough to become an right. everyday player? I don't know. You might be able to sell high on him if, if that's what you believe. But as Greg MC says, Dombrowski's the damn man. So I'm curious to see what he does. There's <laughs> yes. a lot of options. Um, oh, yeah. There's a lot of different routes to go. And it's it's going to be a pretty exciting offseason. Now, typically, th- you'll see some small signings between now and the winter meetings. Yeah. Uh, but the owners' meetings are, I think, December 3rd to the 5th. Uh, down in Florida, that's when all the there's chum in the water and the agents will be circulating and moving and talking to owners mm-hmm. and pitting people against each other and playing games in the media. So that's when things really heat up. So we're about a month away from it really heating up, but I'm curious to see, as somebody said in the, the chat earlier, if they are going to be those aggressors yeah. and go out and, you know, 
say, fuck it. Let's set the market. Let's go after the guy we want. If, if, you, mm-hmm. if we know Yamamoto or Snell is our guy, go get him. I, you know, I, I do kind of hope this isn't like Bryce Harper where it takes until mid-February yeah. uh, for something to happen. So uh, that's kind of the timeline of things, and it's, it'll be interesting to see if the Phillies and how aggressive they are. Yeah, this is the seagulls swarming at the beach right now. Oh, uh, those little bastards. I know, I know, but it's, it's, that's it. They're, they're all swarming around looking to see who's got a sandwich or a fry. My wife and go sister down and snag. both got <laughs> pooped on this summer within a day of each other. That is always my fear. I've definitely been pooped on good way luck. too many times by animals. Um, uh, let I'm me glad just you clarified that. that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, come on, Renee, say by animals. Say by, by animals. animals <laughs> birds and dog poop and all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it it's is really a, funny to see a seagull shit on somebody. Let's be it's honest. Gross, and it's, it's hilarious. It's, it looks yeah, like sand. Terrible. Those it's things terrible. eat sand. But they, but they are the seagulls swimming right now. They're all just poking around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better at making Looking sure to for Doritos things. and sandwiches. Looking for, exactly. To Looking to see where they can swoop down and grab a fry or a chip mm-hmm. or a piece of sandwich uh, or a chicken tender, whatever it is. Clearly, I'm hungry mm, now. I'm, I'm so, actually very hungry. So I the, am too. I am too. The crown fried so chicken across the, the street was <laughs> calling my name this morning. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I might be getting some chicken fingers for Got to get some chicken fingers. Do you, Jamie? You deserve it. And so this is where the business side comes in as we talk about the conversations are happening everybody's putting the feelers out there trying to see you know who's like looking to make what moves what how much so it is it's a seagull swarming so it's yeah. exciting times because we'll it have is. plenty more to get into yeah and, um, uh, we'll get we'll deep dive it all oh, yeah. off season because baseball uh, off season is long so uh i did want to hit on the nl gold glove winners before we move on to the bryce harper yeah. comments because i saw somebody was it trevor rice in the comment section was like wait what do you mean yes. harper's contract it's been thir- it's it hasn't been 13 years yet it has uh, not been so Good before match, we get Trevor. to that let's hit on the gold glove winners uh first base guy we uh know christian walker back-to-back uh, gold glove winner for him uh, Norristown kid so congrats to him that's pretty cool uh, second base the guy that stole it from Bryson Stott not really he's pretty damn good Nico <laughs> Herner uh, the second baseman for the Cubs and then they win it up the middle because Dansby Swanson gets oh the shortstop gold glove award uh, so pretty nasty for the Cubs there third baseman Cabrian Hayes from the Pirates uh, takes the third place or the third baseman uh, another Diamondback at catcher Gabriel Moreno beats out JT Real Muto, and he's a pretty exciting uh, young player. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zach Wheeler becomes <laughs> the pitcher, uh, fourth in Phillies history to get that. Left fielder goes to Ian Happ for the Cubs, so pretty spectacular defense, and kind of ironic that a botched play in the field is what basically prohibited them from becoming a playoff team this year. Uh, center field goes to Brenton Doyle from the Rockies. Uh, shout out to our DNVR sister uh, station. Maybe you can talk about that all day. There's not much exciting happening in Rockies <laughs> There's land. There's a topic for you. Talk about Brenton. There you go. And then right field. And I saw somebody ironically saying, did Nick Castellanos win in right field? Because he didn't have an error all year. Uh, no, he did not. He was robbed. <laughs> No, he wasn't even a finalist. Uh, But pretty impressive that he didn't have an error. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. wins the right field gold glove, which is pretty incredible considering, you know, he was supposed to be the shortstop of the future out there, and they threw him out in right field. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the utility gold glove award goes to Seong Kim for the Padres, who was another second baseman. Um, So Bryson Sott was the only second baseman finalist that didn't get the gold glove award. So congrats to everybody. I always think gold glove is, is... such a cool award to win not only from like the actual award itself like the gold glove uh but like to be the best offensive 
uh, person at your position. I, <laughs> I always like that would be really cool to win. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Jamie, I do have a question for you really quickly. I just mm. want to touch on Mickey's comments in the chat. JT was robbed. I mean, I don't know about that, actually. I, th I feel like Moreno's that pretty nasty. To Moreno makes sense. And then, uh, no, I do not use beach, the porter potties at the beach, because they're gross. <laughs> um, because, ew. Everybody pees in the water. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I just pee in the water, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah. And that's, that's it on that topic. But, Jamie, <laughs> um, and actually, Tyler, I'll toss it to you, too. What would you win a gold glove in? In life. Oh, <laughs> for best defense? Uh, gold glove in life. Uh, I'm, I'm a really good uh, house husband. I think I would win a gold, gold glove and, and be in a house husband. I hmm. cook. I grocery shop. I oh, do the so laundry. Oh, so when you were talking about the dating pool of finding the person. Yeah, I was that, talking about that me. That was you. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> ultimate prize out there, Renee. You know? <laughs> Addie knew it when she saw it. She's like, I got to lock this guy up. He's he's a winner. You said you cook, you clean, you do what else? Uh, I do it all. Oh, wow. Take care of the girls. I'm, I'm a beast in the home life. All right. If she could just go out and become like a millionaire, I'll gladly retire. Like, that's my dream in life is like to you say. You it's interesting to me. I feel like some men are almost like insulted by that. Oh, no. Thought, Bring it like... on. Go become a millionaire, girl. Go get that money. <laughs> yeah. I honestly would be the same way. Like, I'd be fine with it if, yeah. if my future husband was like listen we're we're good we're making millions or networks yeah. up there uh, you know what i'll, I'll be an, i'll be a social media influencer uh, i'm a good cook i'm a clean post freak all the reels about my like yeah. traveling and 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 get a business i can make a fragrance line or lipstick line like a lot of housewives do so mm -hmm. yeah who knows okay. so what's your goal glove in life well, I don't know the answer. That's why I went with you guys first. Tyler, I'm going to yeah, go see you, I think. I was, now I'm I was, not sure. I was going with, like, one event. <laughs> like, you know, like, because if you play defense, like, you play, like, second base, for example. It's one right? thing you're good at. It's one thing you're good at, right? So you're like, oh, I'm the... You're the, the utility. You're like, I'm the world's greatest dad. I'm yeah, like, yeah, well, I don't I know how I to crush keep, it at that. I don't home. know how to keep up with that. I'm My wife doesn't have like, to worry about it. I know. You just raised... The, that's why I was yeah. like, Tyler, you're next, because Jamie just raised yeah. the bar with that there, answer. There was, like... I saw a tweet one time that was like, me, what are you most afraid of? And then the person underneath was like. Uh, the infinite nothingness of like something really like something really Deep. profound, and the yeah. guy was like, "Oh, I meant like kangaroos or clowns, but okay." Oh, um, so the the only I've always said this: the one thing that I would be if it were an Olympic sport, I'd be in it is uh, catching things as they fall out of the cabinet. Ooh, that's my skill set. That's, that's all I'm good. Impressive. I'm really really good at catching things as they fall out of the cabinet. Other Did you ever that, see the I'm one useless. viral clip of a guy like working in a retail shop and something knocks off the shelf and he does this like spectacular grab? <laughs> And then he's he starts doing like the web thing. It's like, really like funny. He's like he's like, am I Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> there is a whole Spider Man thing you can okay. Yes, whole no, tangent, the Skyler but you can literally it. buy yeah, 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 the web shooter. Yeah, we got that. Um there is no Tyler, there's only Zuli. Basically that was my ad for a sugar daddy. If I if I found someone that wanted to spend <laughs> millions and millions of dollars and allowed me listen, I don't envy Shoei Otani when he I, comes to Philadelphia, he'll have a lot of money. I'm here. I'll be Renee Otani <laughs> all day. <laughs> Count me in. Yeah. Uh, what do you need? Uh, but yeah, I Honestly, I think for me, actually, Tyler, you helped trigger. I'm very good at fixing things. Oh, yeah? It's the Virgo in me. And so I think well, I'd be... Tim the tool I'm, man, Taylor? In, I in am. Here. I get a lot of, like, right. Bobby the Builder. You know, I'm 
the fe- like the female Bob the Builder. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I'm right. a very good like uh, Daniel good Tiger's name. mom is uh, a handyman or yes. handy woman, yes, I guess, handy person, whatever you want to call it. That is me. Yeah. I'm definitely like a great fixer. I, I like can put stuff together very nicely. I can fix furniture or whatever, right. cars, um, things, whatever it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got it. You know, Drag- it's a, a fixer of your ticket needs oh, in life. Boy. And I used it again on Saturday night when nice. I went to a comedy show with some buddies. That's the Game Time app. Use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Those <laughs> um, convenience charges can get hefty out there. But with Game Time, your first one's pretty much going to be taken care of by them. Uh, and I paid significantly less than my other friend who had gotten tickets from me another app so i i made sure to rub that in his face all night and i said dude you got to use game time uh it is the best place to buy tickets to your favorite events it's not stressful at all they have killer deals on last minute tickets uh with their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're gonna have flashed Flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every event in your area. And the one thing I really loved was the view of your seat, so you know what you're getting into for depending on what event, whether it's theater, music, sports. People have different preferences where you want to sit for different events, so you get to look at that uh, and take it into consideration. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat. Like I just told you, you can buy tickets in seconds. Two taps, and you're set. Tickets sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your emails and all that annoying stuff. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just create an account, redeem code. I don't know why I said redeem funny there. Redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And hello, Barbara Carroll. Welcome in. Happy yes, Monday. Happy Monday. Well, before we get into Bryce Harper, I know we were going to. Yeah, these comments kind of suck, but I get it. Yeah, but I want to first get in some of that. It was exciting and happy, and that's Bryson Stott. I like. Let's keep on the positivity trails. You're talking about being. He's gonna hit 30 home runs dad. next year with his new. Bryson Stott gets a baby strength. girl. He's a girl dad. Him and his fiance Drew White welcome their baby girl. She was born Saturday, seven pounds three ounces. If you were wondering, and so and she gets like, to share a birthday with me. What an honor for yeah, her. I know. So what? Me else? and her kindred spirits. <laughs> like that. That's yeah. Like, you, yeah, I love that actually. I, I I didn't even think about that, but yeah, yeah that's my birthday that's buddy. That's your birthday now. buddy. Mm-hmm. So shout out her. What's her name again? I don't actually. Oh, remember. Did they not say? I don't know if they released her official name yet. That's cool. But yeah, she, maybe it's Jamie. Yeah, if you know. Jamie Stott. <laughs> yeah, that's that works. Right. Yeah, but um, you know, you know, exciting. with becoming a dad, you get a little more extra strength. So let's yeah, hope Bryson. Yeah, dad strength. Yeah, he's got that dad strength for next year. So I expect an uptick in home runs. I mean, or sometimes it goes the opposite way, where it just looks like athletes are drained because they're dealing with a baby at home and that's a lot but yeah, i mean right. he'll, he'll be on the other side of it he's definitely gonna have the dad strength i'm sure we'll see him out there mm-hmm. you know proud dad it, it's it also just mentally it's a little bit different as you know as a dad i don't know as a dad because i'm not one that it just hits you're a not little, i'm not i'm not a dad mm. <laughs> i'm not a dad in case you guys are wondering it makes you a little soft uh, <laughs> it, emotionally it, I'll say it that. definitely made you i get that vibe yeah. but it also uh, just makes you see life differently that's where it's totally. more like totally sentimental does. emotional empathetic aspects gets pulled out because you're a girl dad and mm-hmm. not just a dad as a girl dad yeah so yeah that's that's awesome you yeah, congrats birthday. to the stats uh, a whole new world you're about to enter a whole new yeah world. say goodbye to your naps and sleep as you knew it even if your, your wife or nanny or whoever is taking care of things it's still never the same you hear phantom cries in the distance like 
you just, you know, you're always on alert. It's just life is never the same. Every baby you hear crying, and I actually, I don't have kids, but I just know that from my niece and nephew. I just remember I would hear cries, and I'd be like, <gasps> what was that? And then you're like, oh, nothing. It's just them? my brain playing <laughs> tricks on me. Uh, so Trevor oh, Rice man. in the comment section had asked about the Bryce uh, situation and what was up with the contract. Well, theoretically, nothing is up with the contract because he signed a 13-year deal, and there's still, what, nine remaining on that? But... He has Scott Boris, and Scott Boris clearly uh, did not agree with the contract that Bryce signed, and in that, he means the no trade, uh, no opt-outs, all of that. So Scott Boris last week went on the John Heyman podcast, and this is not a problem ultimately because, you know, John Middleton has even said the same thing that he's underpaid. Uh, Bryce uh, has kind of that himself. Yeah. Like he's, he's outperformed his contract. I think, you know, you got a team friendly deal because Bryce wanted to commit here and we'll read the quote for you in a second. Uh, But he also wanted to be competitive and he wanted the team to spend and have the ability to win titles. So, you know, with that takes a little bit more money. So it is what it is, but this is what Scott Boris had to say last week on the John Heyman podcast. I think Bryce's point was, I created the opt-out with Alex Rodriguez, so Bryce was fully aware of it. I may have advised him on this six different times. This is not the economic way to do this. Bryce's point of view was, look, I'm going to go there and I'm going to commit. I'm going to go there and win. I want to show the fans that I like them and I'm in one place and we're going to win this way. Then when the time comes after I produce and prove what I do, if I have discussions or matters related to economics, I want the owner to say, which I give John Middleton a lot of credit that he did say, Mm -hmm. is that Bryce Harper is undervalued. And that's the whole goal. He gave him a record contract. After three or four years of performance, he delivered more than expected. And now... And then the player, if he has the economic dynamics that he wants to discuss, he'll do do so with his ownership, and that's how Bryce felt. So if that's how he felt when he signed the original deal, uh, that discussion is going to very much be on the table between Bryce uh, and John Middleton in the very near future. Um, You're going to have to pay Bryce Harper more money. Yeah, you are. Which is fine. You know, it's not my money. Exactly. And I mean, listen, as you talk about, um, even last year after the homer by Bryce in in game five of the NLCS, Middleton admitted then that, you know, Bryce had been handed to them, I mean, signed for a bargain. We all know that Bryce has overperformed in a quick time, um, has really exceeded a lot of expectations. And now... Without an opt-out, puts it puts Bryce and Boris, and I always think Bora Bora when I hear Boris, but yeah. I'm just going to, I mean, I'd whatever. like to go to Bora Bora. Um, I'd love to be a Bora Bora, but Bryce and Bora. Find that sugar daddy, <laughs> Renee, you'll get there. <laughs> that's all, guys, that's all. <laughs> um, it puts them in a situation where they don't have an opt-out, which means there's no leverage, and now having eight years, $196 million left in his contract, Bryce doesn't have that same ability to go back and say you know he wants more added to his contract easily so I know Boris has and and for for Harper they there's been those conversations about needing to sit down with ownership needing to have a you know talk about what what is that it that we want to achieve what are our goals it's every once in a while you need to align again and I think it is tough because a 13-year deal as we all know so it's much wild. changes 
So much changes at that time. And I love the fact that Bryce committed to it because he wanted to show Philly how much he's committed. He wanted to show that he's willing and okay with taking, you know, a different type of a contract for the greater good of the team because he wants to win championships here. So bigger picture, yeah, you see, he was saying and doing all the right things. But now that we're in the nitty-gritty of things and Bryce has been exceeding expectations, it is tough when you look and at Otani's it. And Otani's going to completely reset every market that's ever existed. So, yeah. like, Bryce is going to be looking at it. And you don't want him to grow salty. So, Barbara says in the chat, you know, that he's uh, – that's just the agent talking for him. Well, here's the follow-up quote to that. Yes, there's uh, more. Bora says, no, it's not crazy. Bryce has mentioned that he wants to sit mm -hmm. down with ownership in time and talk about – he wants to achieve all of his goals in Philadelphia. He obviously wants to play into his early 40s. He has those goals. He really wants to do everything he can to put up Hall of Fame numbers. I think he's committed to the game, committed to his city. All those conversations will be coming forward at an appropriate time. Yeah. Um, so when that appropriate time is... Uh, who knows? Maybe it's when they're having the, do you want to play first base or right field? What are you more mm -hmm, comfortable with? Mm -hmm. Maybe they have the conversations then. Uh, again, not our money, but be on the lookout for either negotiations or more guaranteed yeah. money finding its way to Bryce Harper in some way, shape, or form. Uh, how that would look, I don't know, because you don't really want to extend him that know. much longer yeah. uh, because he is into the <laughs> early 40s at that point. Uh, but he maybe, wants to play until he's 45, Bryce has said. That's wild. I mean, that's his goal. He said that he wants to play until he's 45, and that is very, very wild to hear. I know Mickey is saying extend it out another 10 years. As you're talking about, the years aren't really – father time isn't really on uh, Bryce's side in terms of another 10-year extension. But Trevor's asking about or mentioning – you know, I, it's not that bad. I thought it was a legit issue. Bryce is definitely underpaid. It, it can be, though. I mean, let's let's be honest. Money is a very awkward situation. I hate having money conversations with anybody. It's a very tough thing to talk about, especially with within your workplace. So for Bryce Harper coming into the Phillies and for Boris, Scott Boris, to have these conversations, you're trying to find that middle ground of, I mean, I'm rewinding back to when contract, the 13-year deal was first being orchestrated. You're trying to figure out what makes the most sense for my client and also for the team because you don't want to come across as the guy that's just here to collect all the checks and you don't care about what makes sense for the team. And you're trying to find that balance of getting paid what you deserve but also making sure it's not going to be something that the team can't afford and they're not looking at you as a selfish player. And Bryce's decision was very selfless. But now when you fast forward and look at it, it puts you in a tough situation because if – for Dave Dombrowski, who's and, and for Middleton, they're focused on Aaron Nola, Reese, all free agency. If you dismiss Bryce Harper or you don't have that conversation, it almost comes as a disrespect. Like we all anybody that's in the chat or listening to the show later, I'm sure at some point you've had to go back into your job, for instance, and talk to HR and have maybe like a contract negotiation a conversation or salary conversation or pay raise conversation. It's awkward, but it has to happen. And if your HR department was to come back and dismiss you when you've been working there for three years now, let's say, and you've been exceeding expectation and crushing it on your quarterly goals and God forbid they come back and dismiss you, that leaves a very sour taste in your mouth. So it's not a big deal in the sense that Bryce is 
is happy here. But depending on how these conversations go, when they happen, if they happen, how they happen, you want to make sure you're being professional, that you're respecting what who Bryce Harper is and not making him feel dismissed and unheard because he's bringing up valid points alone from how he's been performing with the Phillies. So yeah, John Middleton knows all part. that. And I think yeah. he's emotionally intelligent and knows all that. Um, you know, a couple of people in the chat are saying, give him a, a stake of ownership. I believe that is illegal if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> yeah, uh, or else I'm sure John Middleton would toss him two or three percentage points. Uh, Mickey Darkin says, give him that Bobby Bonilla type of deal. And, and that might be something I believe he does have some deferred money in the deal. Yeah. Uh, but the reason Scott Boris is bringing this up uh, and Tyler has a list for us here uh, because every year baseball contracts grow. And while the deal may be fair ish mm -hmm. now in five or six years, it's going to be like stealing. Um, so Scott Boris yeah. is probably trying to get ahead of that to a degree. Tyler has a couple names of people that are making more money than Bryce Harper next year. And this is the and tough hence why Scott yeah. Boris <laughs> raised this to John. So Heyman. I'm going to, I'm going to preface this by saying there are some guys on this list that are ahead of him that are 100% deserving of the money that they're sure. about to make, Absolutely. such as Mookie Betts, who's yes. about to make $30 million. Who's one of the best players in baseball. Corey Seager was a, a just a, won a world series, world series, well deserving, huge piece of the world. MVP. Series. $35 million. Garrett Cole might be the best starting pitcher in baseball right now. 36. But pitchers the, uh, are almost different than position players. Some now. of the guys yeah. that are on this list yeah. uh, include Carlos Rodon, who signed a massive contract with the Yankees and was hurt for a majority of last year. Chris Bryant, who signed a massive contract wow. with the uh, Colorado Rockies and hit 233 a His season former, ago. Uh, AAU, uh, whatever they call it in baseball, teammate. One of the uh, one of the absolute scam jobs of uh, of the history of, of modern baseball. Giancarlo Stanton is at 32 million dollars. Wow! And um, he just got hurt for next year uh, during this conversation. Steven Strasburg was set to Oof. make 35 before he retired. He would have been, been at 35 million dollars. How about this one? This is the most disgusting oh, no. one. Patrick Corbin, 35.4 million dollars. And the Phillies dodged that year. bullet. And Ooh. actually. I lied to you. That may not be the most disgusting one because this is the absolute scam. This is the scam job of the century. $38.5 million next year is allocated to Anthony Rendon. See, that's the tough part, though. When Bryce signed that deal, it was a historic deal. But with every year, there's more and more money being brought in. You know, teams have more money to allocate. The amount of, um, you know, contracts, the amount of annual pay that guys are getting is increasing so that deal as you talk the 21st on the list he's the 21st highest paid guy on the list heading into 2024 that's wild and he's pretty much become the face of baseball he right has, here. and that's what makes it tough he kind of was a little bit before but i but think he really is with now. his clutchness and playoff performances yeah so yeah. that's i mean i agree i know trevor's saying in the chat like and you mentioned it, too. We all feel optimistic with the conversations that are going to be happening between Bryce Harper and, and Scott Boris and Middleton. But it is something that ha I'm glad it's being brought up because there's 20 guys above him. And I don't know across those 20 names um, how many really if I'm Bryce Harper, I'm looking back and like. Okay, that's and fine. And Otani's like, about to ex far exceed all of them. He's, yeah. I mean, Otani, because of, well, he can't pitch next year, but between mm -hmm. the offensive and pitching aspect, he's probably going to get north of $40 million a year. Yeah. The numbers um, just keep going up. That's, yeah, and that's why that's sports, though. Like, Scott Boris is no dummy. My gosh. Uh, and, you know, he represents Alec Bohm and other players mm -hmm. and Reese Hoskins of the world. So he's going to, you know, he's going to put the coals to John Middleton. It's why you get Scott Boris as an agent. Uh, don't hate the player, Renee. Hate the game. 
game. Uh, yes. And Scott Boris is very good at playing the game. Uh, you know who else is good at playing the game? Our friends at Wheelhouse Cards. Woo-hoo. Because they have great locations in Wayne and Westchester. And I saw at their Wayne location this weekend, they had a Fanatic CEO and uh, Plymouth White Marsh High alum Michael Rubin in, uh, who's very involved in the card game this yes. weekend. And he was uh, given a a game-worn autographed and beat out to some of the customers over there at Wheelhouse Cards. And Wheelhouse Cards is our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is Cards and Community because a love of sports is what unites us all. They carry all your favorite card brands from Topps Chrome Baseball uh, to Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, hoodies from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. Looking to grade your sports card collection? Well, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. And use code PHLY to get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. Be also sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. Um, well, so yes, very happy that Wheelhouse is a part of the family. Yeah, and I'm I, I am happy too. I know we're also getting closer to winding down the show here. Um, if you listen closely, you might hear my stomach gurgling because I'm a little hungry. I've but you know where you can fingers. have a great lunch and you can make some awesome sandwiches? Hero Bread. Hero Bread has rolls, uh, sliced bread. Any types of delicious bread that or tortillas so that when you're going to lunch, you can eat healthy, your stomach doesn't have to grumble, and you can also make sure that it's delicious too. And if you didn't know, founder Cole Glass actually baked 100 muffins per day before finding the perfect blend that was dealt with, you know, didn't have any allergy constraints or any other issues, and that's what pushed him to start Hero Bread. It's a low-carb option that fits your lifestyle as well as any dietary constraints, and it also allows you to have a fluffy, soft sandwich of bread. It's highly uh, high-fiber, ultra-low-net carbs, zero-gram sugar per slice. I've tried them myself. Very delicious. Highly recommend that you try some Hero Bread yourself. And right now, Hero Bread is offering the PHL family 10% off of your first order. So when you go to Hero.co, Hero.co, you can use the code PHLY to save on Hero Bread today and get 10% off. So now when you're going to lunch, dinner, or even for breakfast, you can have a delicious sandwich wrap muffins, whatever it is. Um, it is not Tyler Hero Bread, John Dickerson, <laughs> but it could be. It could be yours, too, if you go over to Hero.co and use that code PHLY for 10% yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, as we're wrapping up here, MBD says, I totally get the point of the Harper discussion, uh, but wasn't the trade-off for Bryce the term of 11 years uh, for the lower a- annual average uh, salary? Yes, that was the point, but when you're a Hall of Fame baseball player and you have the, the biggest bulldog agent in the game, um, you can play these games and mm-hmm. you know uh, it's not like he's gonna pull a James Harden and put on a fat suit and no. play his way out of here but you would want the face of your franchise the heart and soul of the team to be happy so you know if if Otani goes out there and gets say 53 million dollars this year from a team mm-hmm. Bryce Harper's gonna be going wait I'm only making 25 yeah. and you don't want that resentment to kind of grow so yes uh, and Chris Nevin uh, that will never happen and I know you're kidding <laughs> I saw that in the chat. Uh, he says, does any, uh, does anyone approach 
approach Boris when it comes to the day where Bryce underperforms the contract and asks him to restructure for less. Yeah, uh, no, that's not going to happen. And uh, you know, I'm not going to speak that into existence. Chris. Yeah, that's, that's, that is it, not going to happen. You have to assume those final two or three years of the contract is probably. Yeah. You know, you're probably going to be paying for a player that isn't what he once was, but that's what got him here, and uh, I don't think anybody regrets it or would do it over again. 13 yeah. years, yes, Greg MC, not the 11 years. Correct. Well, yes, we have plenty more to get into. It's only Monday. Lots more to talk about around free agency. As John Dickerson is reminding in the chat, hit that like button. We've got more shows coming up this week. So today, of course, this was the 1130, but our times kind of vary this week. We have it posted on our Twitter account as well. So you always can stay up to date on when the shows will be going live. But for those of you that are tuning in right now, just to let you know our schedule for the week, uh, we'll drop it on the screen for you in a moment. You can make sure that you are Watching live with us on YouTube, if you miss it live on YouTube, you can go back and you can also watch the show um, afterwards on YouTube. You can listen across podcast platforms. You're also able to join the conversation or keep the conversation going on Discord. For those of you that, as, you know, you're still talking now about it, there's so much to talk about around free agency. It doesn't have to end when the show ends. You can keep the conversation going. Yeah, so we'll we will have more tomorrow, Jamie. We'll be back live at... 12.30, so starting a little bit later, lunchtime show for you guys uh, that will be kicking off at 12.30 Eastern Time, 12 o'clock on Wednesday as well, and then 12.30 again on Thursday. So we're sticking around that lunchtime hour that you guys can join the show and be able to tune in and have conversation with us. And then Friday, which is wild, it's already November 10th on Friday, which is crazy, we'll have our show live back at 11 a.m. So uh, plenty to talk about, Jamie, as we're taking a look ahead at this week's schedule that you guys can join in the conversation with us live uh, during your lunch break. Yeah, and um, tomorrow I think we kick it off since we, we had such a good discussion about starting pitching today. Yeah. Tomorrow we will come up with uh, you know, our belief for the top five targets of starting pitching. We mm -hmm. kind of got into three of them, but we'll, we'll deep dive starting pitching, oh, uh, yeah. you know, cause I think that's the number one option, uh, for this off season, whether it's Nola or Snell or Yamamoto or Sonny Gray, whoever mm -hmm. it may be. Um, we'll dive into that, come up with a consensus and deep dive that a little bit tomorrow. Uh, but we appreciate each and every one of you for hopping in the chat. We love you guys. Uh, this is going to be, it's an exciting off season now that we've put 2023 behind us, you know, kind of licking the wounds and moving forward here. Uh, they're still very much in a championship window here for several, several years ahead. So, uh, this off season is a very, very important one and, and we'll be here for you. We're going to be, uh, unveiling a new kind of fun MLB ballpark stadium game that we'll we'll be oh, yeah. doing on the show daily uh, and on social medias and if you want to follow us on social on twitter it's at phly underscore phillies uh, you can follow our main account on instagram at, at phly underscore sports uh, yeah. and we'll be engaging with a, a ton of you all off season long as Plus we we'll have some guests on i know chris nevin's asking about when does gelb come on we'll have guests on whether they're writers or phillies reporters major league baseball reporters we'll also have former players that are going to be joining yeah. us some other phillies personalities that'll be on the show as well so yeah this off season doesn't have to be a drag you guys can join us every day five days a week as we'll be 
be able to have live shows and more conversation, dissecting all that's going sure. on in the offseason, because there's plenty of great things to talk about. Not a great thing to talk about, as John Dickerson saying, we need a fat head of you in shorts on the wall. No, we don't. No, We're good. I don't think anybody needs that. No, thanks, John. No, thanks. Maybe you can have one at, at your house, John, or Jamie, maybe you have one of yourself. Mm, nope. <laughs> I'm not like A-Rod. I'm not going to have a half Minotaur, half Jamie <laughs> portrait above my bed. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow at 1230. Uh, thanks to each and every one of you for hanging out. Don't forget to check out the podcast if you missed the YouTube feed for Renee, Tyler, and myself. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the PHLY Phillies podcast. Woo-hoo.